Are you and a loved one experiencing dry, horrible, miserable sex, or even horrible masturbation? If so, you might be entitled to a compensation of a womanizer liberty. Morgan has a new best friend. You know, I thought we were forever, but right when we hit long distance, she said, fuck you, Emily. She got a little toy. (laughs) Well, it's not little. (laughs) <laughs> that apparently every fucking woman needs to know about. You know, we have always told you that we are giving you the golden keys in life. Yeah, we're we're here for the people, and this is... Fuck knowing how to pay your taxes. <laughs> Fuck anything else we bring to the table. This is what's most important. Morgan, take it away. Well, I went to the velvet box. And, the uh, box that's velvet? <laughs> If you're not from the DFW area and you do not know, the Velvet Box, the Velvet Box is <clears throat> the land of the free <clears throat> and the home of the brave. And uh, I made a purchase, a rather expensive one, and I bought the Womanizer Liberty. And, you know. What is that, you may ask? Yeah, I'm over here like, okay, I love Liberty. Do tell more. <laughs> I love women. And I want to know what this fucking nizer is. Woman nizer? So I have been using my uh, back massager from Brookstone, Brookshires. What the fuck is that place called? Yeah, Brookstone. <laughs> In the mall. Yeah. Uh, I've been using my back massager as a vibrator for probably four years now. Um, Classic. It's about the size of... Better than a toothbrush. <laughs> it's about the size of a baseball bat. And I thought, you know what? My poor clitoris, it's time for something new something better (laughs) and i have a kinky friend that love her to death she's she's experienced it all she's tried it all and she said if you're gonna if you're gonna do it do it fucking right you need to go get this toy Mm -hmm. so i go in i show my ass a little bit because i'm like oh i know like i'm just here for this vibrator and they're like which one and i'm like the womanizer liberty (laughs) and they're like not a vibrator it's air suction technology i'm like okay air blowing suction suction your clit technology it's a a man whose tongue never gets tired oh my god that is a fucking dream (laughs) so i'm like i'll take it in purple and it was a hundred dollars and best hundred dollars i've ever spent nobody's seen me all weekend (laughs) i had plans all canceled she's glowing her acne is gone (laughs) My shoe size went down. I lost 10 pounds. Uh, Her hair is has grown three inches. <laughs> My life has changed for the better. So women, if you are still with me, men, if you are in the doghouse, you need to go purchase the woman. The woman use it. Use it on your girl. Dude, you could probably use it on your nipples. I don't even know. <laughs> I, you could, so it just suctions like it's, your... It's this little tiny pea-sized cup that fits over your clitoris and sucks and blows. And when you have it in the perfect spot, I don't... Are I don't, you scared that a man is never going to be able to do that to you? Does that stuff scare you? Because I'm just like, that is dope. But am I ever going to need a man in my life if I get all this stuff? Let me just tell you... Um, in not too many words, I've had plenty of amazing sex, okay? I've had plenty of amazing sex. (laughs) 
Love that. Putting it on a t-shirt. Wearing it on my first day of school. <laughs> I've had plenty of amazing sex. And no, the answer is I'm not scared because I already know no man can ever do what this toy can. Oh. And all I hope is that it never dies. I never want it to die. I would order another. Really? I would. I did max out my credit card to buy it, actually. So I don't I don't care. I don't care. Yeah. So with that being said, you guys have a um, a journey ahead of you the next whatever how long i edit this to be (laughs) it could be 18 to 40 minutes you have a fucking journey and i just wanted to welcome you guys back to one mic stand the best podcast that is in your left ear your right ear and down in your clitoris (laughs) mom i'm so sorry y'all are like oh my clitoris can hear you yes yes clitoris knows what the, oct- the fuck we're talking about? <laughs> the octaves are reaching all the way down in your pants and taking you all the way to fucking Disney World, baby. Speaking of one mic stand, I had a one night stand the other day. I am a huge advocate for one night stands. Are you? I am. I hate them. What? Did it go badly? <laughs> they don't ever know when to leave. Oh, you know, I think men feel that way about me. <laughs> it's like a camper at a restaurant, you know? It's like, hey, the check. It's time to get the check and get the fuck out. And I'm like, oh. No, he like, he was like, he was like, do you want me to make us breakfast? And I'm like, I'm sorry to bring it to you, but I think I have like three bags of goldfish in my pantry, maybe some spoiled milk, and I actually do have ice cream. So if you can somehow whip that up into a gourmet meal, feel fucking free. But other than that, I have a class. And he's like, it's a Saturday. And you're like, I have three STDs also. Like, I don't know what I need to say to get you the fuck out. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay. And then it's like, I see him again and he waves. He gives me the wave. And I'm like, I don't want the wave. You know, I don't want to know you. I don't want to act like that ever happened. I don't want the wave from anybody that's got a fade. Okay. <laughs> a good way to kick a one night stand out in the morning. If they do stay the night, which kind of sucks, honestly. I think the only oh, excuse is if I you're drunk. sleeping with people. Me too. I think a good way to kick them out in a polite way is just suggesting, hey, um, do you need me to call you an Uber or should, do you want me to take you home? And that opens the door for the conversation that like, Uh, you're ready to get them out. But like, I would never want that to be told to me. So I don't tell that to people. But I also know I'm not a fucking lingering fish waiting for bait. The thing is, is I think sometimes people in the morning really don't know how they're going to get home. They're maybe too scared to ask, hey, can you drive me? So they just, you know, they kind of camp because they don't know what to do. If you need the out, I think that that's a good way to approach it. Also, you can say, hey, I'm going to get in the shower. You're probably not going to be here when I get out. I had a lot of fun last night. See See you around. (laughs) See you next Tuesday. See you, buddy. Get the fuck out. No, I'm kidding. All jokes aside. One night stands are great. Mm -hmm. Make sure you're using a condom. And if you're not, make sure you're getting tested with each partner. Well, I was just going to tell the people, you know, each week you don't know what to expect with us. Okay. Mm -mm. We're always trying to bring you guys new, creative, fresh content. We're trying to, we're trying to fucking keep it real here. I mean, I've been doing a lot of drugs for (laughs) y'all. We've been doing a lot of fucking, and we've been doing a lot of discovering. That's not actually true. I've just been masturbating a lot. With her liberty. But with one mic stand, you just never know. Mm-mm. You never know. And sometimes we like to take it there. We like to take it all the way to fucking hell and back. 
And Eminem likes to dive in. We like mm-hmm. to get a little bit deep. We like to put our Speedo on. <laughs> we like to go for a swim. <laughs> and we like to dive off the deep end and go fucking deep, y'all. So we wanted to bring t- a little bit of a deeper conversation to you guys today. And and I know we don't normally really do this, but I think it's just needed because we are humans just like y'all. We are far from perfect. I think one of my favorite things I saw on social media, which I think is a very toxic place, mm-hmm. it said, it's okay not to be perfect. You live on earth, not heaven. And I think that's so true. It is very true. You know, it's people like... People forget sometimes because everything that people are projecting on social media is all the good shit. It's all mm-hmm. the perfect shit. People feel like... People feel behind in their own success. People mm-hmm. feel a lack of confidence in themselves because everybody they're comparing themselves to is only posting perfect pictures. Yeah. It's unrealistic expectations. I always like to say I wake up in the morning and say I'm a fucking bad bitch. You've there, got to. There, there are mornings where I'm just like, I can't. I can't do it today. I have to stay in bed. I have to take a personal day. And that's okay. It is okay. I think that um, something that we have kind of touched on but really want you guys to know is that One Mike Stand is a huge advocate for mental health awareness. For um, sure. We're both two people that have struggled a lot with anxiety and depression and all of the kind of fun and horrible shit that goes with all of that. And I just feel like that's really important for you guys to know because even though we are funny, even though we are trying to get our friends laid, we're trying to sell you guys t-shirts, we're doing the absolute most we are still two real people that have real issues and I think we have to bring it here sometimes so you guys are able to connect with us in a way that you know we're being real and we're being honest so yeah we might be telling you about the time I got fucking chlamydia from a frat boy at Texas Tech shameless but the truth but we also you know I don't know we have panic attacks we have been on medication we have I think it's really important that we all start normalizing this yeah because if we don't we're all going to be looking at people and picking out their flaws and their imperfections I was told when I was younger that being medicated is not you yeah I was told that I am a robot being medicated that I am not me and that always scared me and I felt like that was something that I feared so much of being on like you know anxiety medication I have really bad anxiety I'm a sensitive little bitch who if I hurt your feelings I'll think about it for the next 30 years yeah (laughs) I just remember growing up that in eighth grade being told that I need to take medication but then I have someone else in my other ear telling me that if I'm on medication I'm not a human I'm a robot and that scared the hell out of me and now that I'm fucking 21 years old I don't think that I can wake up and not take my medication. It's well, not. Well, it's terrifying because if you ever want to get, if you ever wanted to get off of it or say you took a break from it, but you know your body, you know your mind, you really need to be back on it. In the back of your head, you're like, well, fuck. Do all of the people that are around me feel like I am a robot? Do they feel like I'm being unauthentic? Like, is this not me anymore? Yeah. I struggled with that. I was on, I'm super sensitive to medication and Emily knows this. I spent a year of my life trying kind of anything and everything uh that my doctor prescribed me and upping the dosage and going back down and it was really hard and I finally said that what was going to be better for me was just trying to stay consistent with my therapy Mm -hmm. and um be in a better exercise plan which both have fallen through right now but regardless I when I was on my medication and I just was trying so many different things I felt like so detached from who I really was and like everybody around me felt like I was finally in a better place because I was able to I didn't have such bad social anxiety 
I wasn't so depressed. I was able to like be around my friends finally and I had a stable relationship for the first time. Well, I don't know if we'd call it stable. (laughs) (laughs) I was in a relationship for the first time in, you know, five years and it was great. You know, I was finally kind of regulated and balanced, but then just my side effects were so horrible. I had to get off of them. Yeah. And for me now, it's like a constant battle of like, okay, do I want to go back through all of that to try and find something that really works? Or am I going to just keep dealing with this every day? Yeah. And, you know, whatever. I also had a big problem with birth control. Oh, my God. And, I mean, obviously, yes, guys might not relate. No. But, girls, I was on birth control in seventh grade for no reason for sex. It was because I could not get my hormones stable. Yeah. And I think I look back at it and I'm like, no, it's because doctors were fucking scared yeah. to put a 7th grader on antidepressants or anxiety medication. They wanted to say that I needed to be on birth control cuz your hormones. Yeah. And you know, I have definitely definitely been on medication that I shouldn't be on because it's easy for it was easy for someone to put me on it. The same thing happened to me with birth control. It was horrible. I was on it for only a year. And I was taking the pill. I tried one. It was horrible. Like I said, sensitive to medication. They tried a different one. And I was batshit fucking crazy for an entire year. And so then I finally was just like, you know what? We're fucking raw dogging it. I definitely think it's really important to figure out what medication works for you. Not every single person is going to react to the same medication as you. And so getting your balances... um, you know, correct is really important, especially before you get into a relationship, honestly. You know, I'm back in college and I've seen a lot of 21 year olds break up and they think it's the end of the fucking world. And you know what? I get it. I understand heartbreak. I've been through it and I've been back. You got to bounce back with it. You know, it's not going to happen in one night, but If someone can break up with you so fast, so fast, there's not even a, let's take a break. Take a fucking break. If they could break up with you so fucking fast, it was never there, dude. It was never fucking there. That's all I got to say. Dude, I'm rewatching Grey's Anatomy. I know this is like totally ridiculous, but I'm rewatching Grey's and at the very beginning, Meredith and Derek, there is a point to this, I promise. (laughs) Meredith and Derek meet. And, you know, that's what Derek was doing. He was taking this break, right? He was going to Seattle. He needed space. Him and his wife weren't working out. And he was like, dude, fuck it. Like, we're, we're breaking up. I'm going to Seattle. He meets Meredith. They fall in love. Derek gives it another go with his wife. He tries again with her, even though he knows the relationship will not work. He tries again because he's like, I owe her this because I love her. Mm-hmm. I loved her at one point. It is fair For our relationship Mm -hmm. to try again, even though he knew he was in love with Meredith, even though, you know, whatever. And Meredith went through hell trying to get over Derek. She went through hell and back. And when he came back around, because they always fucking do. Mark my words, it's the law of attraction. They always come back. She was like, you know, I've been working on me and I don't fucking need you. I don't need you anymore. I'm dating. And he had to work really hard to get her back. And, like, my point with that being is that if it's the person you're really supposed to fucking be with, take the time apart. It'll work itself back out. Yeah. But if it's not, like, do what you got to do to rediscover you and to move on. Because even though it fucking sucks, coming from somebody who, Lord, (laughs) 
we didn't know if I was going to make it for a little bit there. It was horrible. I went through a horrible breakup, you know, even though coming from somebody who, like, I've also had my heart broken really badly several times, um, you come back stronger on the other side, and you're a new person, kind of, when, if they do come back, right, which if, like, that's what you're hoping for, yeah, you're a new person, and you've grown, and it's what's meant to happen, you know? Yeah. I, okay, so Morgan and I were talking earlier. Morgan and I combined, we have very fabulous things. Um, You know, like, you can be a wealthy person and have whatever, and you can have it all in life. I think my biggest thing in life is time. That is something that you can never buy Mm -hmm. and take back. And I think that if we sit here and you don't get over your ex or you don't get over even your ex-best friend, it doesn't even matter who it is, you don't get over someone and you spend all this ticking time not working on yourself or doing something positive towards yourself, you're going to fucking regret it. Yeah. You know how many times I look back and I'm like, COVID was, we are five months. I mean, I'm five fucking months in this thing. Like with the world being weird. You know how much weight I could have lost in five months? Yeah. You know how much time, you know how many times I think that? And I'm like, what if I actually started a diet or, you know, what if I, but that's not, that's not the energy I put my time in that, that, you know, losing weight, is, it, it will come, it will come, but I'm, I'm happy with who I am right now. And I have put my energy into amazing things. I always tell people in like, you know, breaking up with someone or they're in really hard times. It's like, you have to find that feel in your life that makes your, that makes light, that makes everything sparkle and make sense in your life and for me it's this fucking podcast as yeah. cliche as that sounds no it's not cliche i get you know i don't have time to sit here and be like i miss him i miss her i miss like that i miss those moments because on tuesdays we have an episode coming out and on fucking thursdays we're recording and on saturdays and sundays we're editing like i don't have time yeah you know, I also don't have time to entertain things that I don't need in my life. The thing is, is I totally agree with you. It sucks because, you know, we were talking about earlier anxiety and depression, and we have both gone through that. I, so, I am what is called, like, diagnosed manic depressive, so I'll be totally normal, and then I go into, like, a depressive spell where it's like, we don't know how long it's going to last. We don't know if it's for a day. We don't know if it's for three months. <laughs> she kind of went MIA on me today, and I was like, something is You're like, going oh, God. On. But it sucks, you know, because there are, you know, I've been in a situation where, like, I wanted to be over it so bad. I wanted to be over it and be happy again. And I just felt, like, in such a lull that I was not able to. And, like, partly that was my depression. Partly it was the heartbreak. And for me, um, we've kind of talked about this before, but what really ever pulled me out of it was the podcast. Was just doing something, finding something that I had joy in again. And it was mine. It was nobody's to take from me. I mean, it's ours. <laughs> you know, we you could quit on me and then I would be like, okay, well, shit. But it's not it's not mine for a man to take. And maybe that's maybe that's my daddy issues. Love that. Maybe it's my, you know, abandonment issues, whatever. But I feel like it's something that brings me joy and nobody can take that away from me. And that really helped me come out of my depression. And it helped me get over my heartbreak because I was like, dude. I loved the guy I was with. I thought he was the love of my life. I wanted to marry him, but he brought me a love and a joy that was 
not like this. This is a love and a joy for myself mm-hmm. and uh, for my creativity and for my passion and for my ability to create and produce amazing things with people that I love. You know, you don't even have to start a podcast, but it's just finding something that makes you want more. A lot of people, it's working out. At one point, a couple summers, <laughs> a couple summers ago, I worked out and I would see little results every single week and I wanted more and I kept pushing. Yeah. You know, it's kind of with the podcast. I see the fucking numbers and I'm like, I want more. Yeah. Like, I want to double this. I want to triple this. And it's just something in your life that you have to fucking find to make your life go, I want more. Yeah. Morgan and I talk about this all the time. Um, That, you know, it was never really like this because I, I care a lot about other people. I do. And it's one of my biggest strengths and weaknesses. Yeah. It Truly. Is. Yeah. I care a lot about people. I would do a lot of things for people that I probably shouldn't. But for my own being, I never thought of like my life outside of like college. You know, I kind of thought like, okay, like I'll go work in a corporate job and like find the man of my dreams. And like I become inseparable with Morgan. Like we do this podcast and like she always tells me, it's like, don't, don't you want more? Like, don't we want more? Like, we want more, and it's, like, I think that it's okay, and I never really thought this, but it's okay to want more in your life, and I think relationships and jobs, you can want more from someone. Well, even my biggest thing is wanting more for myself and from myself, and I think that what I always end up telling myself, because sometimes I feel guilty because I'm, like, I should be thankful. I should be thankful for what I already have in the situation I'm in, and even though there might, things might be rough or shitty or whatever... I'm like, I have a lot and I should be grateful and I am grateful, but Mm -hmm. I also know that I'm deserving and I deserve more. And I think that finding all of this stuff, you know, that really makes you happy and makes you sparkle and wanting more out of life, it's, it's a sense of self-love, honestly, because you have to look in the mirror and say, God, I am fucking amazing. I am amazing. I am intelligent. I am smart and funny and all of these great things and like, okay, what am I capable of? Because is it just this? Because if it is, okay. If I'm doing the most, I'm doing the absolute damn most. Yeah. Then it's like, okay, yeah, be fucking happy with yourself, but also push yourself harder. I always always am like, love more. I want more. Mm -hmm. Give me more. And it's not because I don't appreciate all of the things that people in my life already do give me or all of the things that I already have. It's just that I know I'm capable of more and I know I deserve more, so what why am I blocking my gifts for that you know why am I blocking what God is trying to give me and like show me you know because if you just open your fucking eyes sometimes it's like dude the light in front of you of like what the universe is trying to illuminate that you can have if you don't block that shit off it's never ending I think it also comes back with relationships I hate to break it to you guys (laughs) but if you think that your high school sweetheart which there are some people who have I'm proved like, me wrong. Wait a second. I'm like, there are some I people who have of, proved me wrong. I can think of a couple in Houston. But there are just some people who are not going to give you more in life. Yeah. And that is has nothing to do with you and it has nothing to do with them. But their ability of loving you and what you need, they cannot give you. And that is that is you need more. And that is God telling you that that is not your person. Can I say one of my favorite things my therapist has ever told me? Let's hear it. 
So this was in reference to my dad, okay, which a complicated relationship and you know maybe one day when I know that I don't have to worry about him (laughs) we'll talk about it but for now it's a little bit much um but I was expressing to my therapist how disappointed I was in him and how disappointed I always am in him you know I open the door for him to give and give and try and try and he just always lets me down and that sucks Mm -hmm. right and we were talking about that and you know a lot of work with him came all of this self-love where I'm like okay I do deserve more I want more but one time he told me he said Morgan there are some people that give you all of the love that they have and it is okay that sometimes that is still not enough yeah because how much I am able to love and how much you are able to love are two different things Mm -hmm. you know and how much my mom is able to love me and how much my dad are able to love me. It's two very different things. And I, it's not enough from him. And that is okay because I deserve more. Mm -hmm. And it's okay for me to say that, you know, it didn't always feel okay for me to think that and say that because, you know, you feel like your father should be the one who shows you how to love. Yeah. You know, and this man that I lost my virginity to, that's amazing and a great guy. Like he should be enough. This should be enough, but it's not. And that's so fucking K, mm-hmm. you know? And sometimes I think it takes years and years to realize that. And I think it's really hard to discover those things with another person. I think it's hard when you're in a relationship. And especially if you're a hopper, if you're somebody who breaks up and gets back together with new people, whatever, it's hard for you to really discover what you need for yourself. But how can you fucking be with somebody and be the best version of yourself and be happy with someone else if you're not there with yourself? Yeah. Like, how I really would like to I wish somebody could say because I don't think you can you've got to be you got to be in a good place with you before you can be the other half it's fucking self-love baby it's fucking self-love speaking of self-love you gotta get that new vibrator out (laughs) speaking of self-love I want to go home and masturbate no but I you know I think it's cool that we're getting deep this week and I think it's cool that like we're doing like really raw and real things because at the end of the day this shit is real it's also you know Morgan had mentioned that we had created this podcast to be able to even if it helped one person out if it made one person smile if it made one person giggle if it made one person rethink about situations it does and these past 11 weeks can I restate that 11 weeks this is the longest relationship I've been in um have been really fucking crazy beautiful amazing tiring and it's it sucks and it's scary but last week we had someone who posted this long long thing and I'm gonna give him a shout out his name is fucking Patrick Walsh he's sexy and he is single ladies hit him up and he posted this long thing and it was so beautiful and it made me realize like I didn't even know this dude Four months ago, I didn't know this dude, but I somehow impacted his life where he listens to it and made an Instagram post about it. Yeah. And it made me really think like, oh my God, Morgan, we need to stop talking about our clitorises. (laughs) (laughs) We need to stop talking about our clitorises and start talking about the real shit because people are listening. We have to, you know, the thing is we have to have, we've got to have the balance. You guys know who Bella Thorne is? You guys got to shake it up. You guys got to mix it up, baby. (laughs) She goes from Disney to making $2 million on OnlyFans. Can I say fucking shout out to her? Dude, she scammed the 
fuck out of everybody. Wait, what? Have you not read about this? No. Dude, shameless as fuck. So I wanted to make an OnlyFans, right? And so I follow a ton of OnlyFans girls. Ton of them. Do you subscribe to them? No, like on Twitter and shit. Okay. To see all the shit, their content, how they're branding themselves, how they're marketing themselves. Dude, I'm all in it, right? Yeah. Everyone, Bella Thorne dropped her OnlyFans link and made her first video on there private. So when you have an OnlyFans, you can pay for a membership. And then the creator can continue to post private content that you have to pay more to, more for to view it she posted a video for two hundred dollars <gasps> implying that it was going to be like raunchy her fingering herself all kinds of shit right how long was this i don't know i don't think it shows how long it is but it was just her and lingerie it was nothing and only fans only fans they crashed the site everybody was pissed they were reaching out to customer service they were like Give me my fucking money back. This is ridiculous. She marketed that it was going to be this raunchy ass video. It's not. I'm not paying for this. And so OnlyFans crashed. (gasps) All of the girls that are on there can now only request their payout once a month, which they're usually able to get paid once a week. And now the max for what you can request that people pay for privatized like videos and stuff is $50. How did I not fucking know this? I don't know. I follow a bunch of sex workers, you know, and so I'm very in the know with this stuff just because I find it very interesting. Um, And because I wanted to, like, join a part of that for a little while. And then my mom told me I can't. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. No way. But, yeah, dude. Is she, like, embarrassed? Yeah, she issued some dumbass, like, PR statement that is not written by her that was just like, I'm so sorry. You know, because... over 500,000 people make their money on that website that's their job they're fucked everyone up dude bad people are livid livid pissed in the site like OnlyFans like doesn't really know what to do because you know right now it's like it's not regulated anybody can join OnlyFans and can make an OnlyFans yeah doesn't matter you know but now it's kind of like are they gonna have to privatize stuff are they gonna have to review the content that's going out Mm -hmm. and ensure that it I don't know I don't know what they're going to do, but people are so livid. I wanted to start an OnlyFans because I think that, like... You needed to get a rack. <laughs> That's why. Well, also, taking lingerie pics, hot pics, nude pics makes me feel, like, sexy. Yeah. Emily, I want to know, what do you do to feel sexy? I'm not a sexy girl. Um, If I'm, like... Oof, I love getting my hair done. Okay, and that makes you feel sexy? I love getting my makeup done because I never do my makeup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that I too. I love, it's going to sound weird, but I love a nice spray tan. Oh, not weird. I hate how they smell, but they I do. I love how they, they smell. I love being tan. Um, I'm not really, you have a fucking mini lingerie closet in your room, which is <laughs> fabulous. I love it. I don't have I have I don't have any of that so I don't really take like you have a whole beautiful album that I can make a calendar of tomorrow if I needed to I my stand merch coming <laughs> nude I don't I don't have any of that like I don't ever save like any photos or anything it's just like which I, I'm, I'm not a big advocate of setting nudes I'm like if really? you want it you come get it oh I love nudes Really? Yes. I'm just Snapchat. Like, the best day of my life was when Snapchat came out because I was like, dude, 
So you're telling me I can send them an aspic and they'll never, I'll never, I'll know if they screenshot it? No, and it's just like, you know, I definitely get that for sure. But the thought of like a horrible human being screenshotting and sending it to people I don't want to see is my worst nightmare. Maybe it's PTSD, but... That's why I always say, if you're going to take a nude, take a good one. And if the whole world sees it, good. Good fucking <laughs> luck, Charlie. I, if I'm going to go viral for anything, at least it's for my fucking titties. I love it. But <laughs> you also have... Be- you have a beautiful body. Oh, only... I look like a pumpkin patch <laughs> that was picked out of the wrong pumpkin. <laughs> what? No, <laughs> you're hot, dude. You got it. Shotty got the fatty. Shotty got the fatty. So I'm broke. Okay. As a joke. And I think the only way that I can get a rock real quick if we hit the poles real quick. Let's catch a couple bands. So if you guys didn't know, every week one mic stand produces a thought provoking question. We bring a strip club to your mind. <laughs> We bring the poles to your fucking panties. <laughs> Emily and I trade off taking turns asking each other questions. And uh, on our Instagram, at one mic stand underscore, we ask the people what they think about the question we answered. We like, like to make you feel uncomfortable. <laughs> think a little. Get a little deep. Use that noggin. It's kind of all over the place. So don't always expect raunchy sex. Don't always expect drugs and alcohol. Don't always expect your feelings. Don't know what to expect, okay? Last week we said, would you rather meet the love of your life and on y'all's wedding night, they take your virginity or you take theirs? I said, I would rather take their virginity because they might leave my ass one day and I'll be heartbroken, but they'll remember this pussy forever. And I said that I would... Let them take mine. And 58% of people agreed with me and said that they wanted to take the other person's virginity. And, you know, that's all good in games. I'm a little bit pissed because a lot of guys told me the only reason they said that was because they were worried the sex wouldn't be good. And honestly, y'all are fucking horn dogs, okay? Literally. Where we're talking about the love of your life and you're worried about how good the fucking sex is? Grow up. Emily. Yes. The poll this week. It's in your hands. If your best friend fell for your worst ex-boyfriend, would you be happy for them or would you hold a grudge? I'm trying to think. Depends on what best friend I'm talking about. You know, I think that that is a fair thing. That's a fair question because the worst ex, it's obvious, right? So let's say... Your closest single friend. I have three in mind right now. Would you be okay if any of them? <laughs> um, you know what? It's going to suck because I'm probably going to be saying the speech at their wedding. Yeah. But, you know me. You're not about to say that you're going to be happy for these people. I think that my worst ex and I, I think that was a time of not maturity. I think that, I hope that he is a different person right now as we're talking. I hope that time and years have changed him. I hope the best for him. Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily want him back in my life. 
Which, if he's married to one of I your know, best friends, he probably would be. I know, but you know what? Love is love. Oh my god! I cannot believe you're about to fucking say you're gonna be happy for them. <sighs> I'm not. I'm not. I mean, it would be weird. It would be weird. But also, you can't tell me that my little twenty-year-old boyfriend and I. Whatever, how old I was, 18, 20, 19, and he's getting married at 27. A 10 year difference? You can't tell me that I'm fucking, like, I moved on. I don't give a shit about him. He was years ago in my life. He might be a new, he might be a brand new bitch. I feel like a and brand he new might, person. He might be Kristen's love of her, his life. And I'm just like, you know what? Y'all do you. I, I don't know. I think, I, I don't think that it would bother me. You're a bigger person than I am. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm, I honestly am curious to see if you're a bigger person than everybody else. Because I hold a grudge like a motherfucker. And I... No, not you. <laughs> Did you hate it's, when I say that? <laughs> it's the grudge holding for me. <laughs> Dude, I know it, it. But I'm like, of all the fish in the sea, you gotta f- pick the fish that's been inside me. What if I was the one that was supposed to bring them together? And what I'm gonna let a little boyfriend from you're my supposed past. to do you're you're out here doing God God's work for him. What but I don't give a shit about that relationship anymore. I know that, and I get that. Okay, all I know is what I know, and if the man that just dumped my ass, <laughs> that I thought was the love of my life, that had the audacity to tell me after eight months he never loved me, showed up at my front door with one of my best fucking friends. I don't know who I'd hit first. You know, everybody watched me go through the fucking heartbreak. Everybody heard about the sex. Everybody knew about the drama. And then she goes off with him. And maybe that's because... What if it was 10 years from now, though? And you're already married. And you live an amazing life. You're going to let that situation ruin your life? I hope one day... I'm working on my forgiveness, okay? I'm really working on it. I work, I'm work. i working on not holding a grudge. I think it's the Scorpio in me. Okay. And I mean it truly. It's the Pisces in me. <laughs> it's, the, <laughs> it's the Pisces for me. You know, I really am working on that. But to tell you point blank, honestly, no, I wouldn't be happy for them. I would be annoyed, especially if it was one of my best friends. I'm like, you, especially because all of our, fr- everybody I'm close to, all of my girlfriends, all beautiful. I'm like, you could have anybody anybody and you had to choose him that one because then i'm gonna have to be around all of them them and can i make a statement oh god what (laughs) i think that if they were like truly like your best friend they would like know like obviously like i'm not even gonna like even try to dip my foot in the relationship you know yeah wouldn't even fucking put a toe in there so I think that like if you know if it might be an eye-opening experience that maybe they're not really my best friend Because if, if you're telling me that Kristen walks up to my door with Xer, okay? Okay. And I look at them, and I'm like, Kristen, you know everything about him. How, how could you even pursue it? It is the worst of both worlds, okay? We know it. This is why we ask you guys. We want to know your answers. Check out our polls tonight. We'll be asking you guys tonight on the Instagram stories if your best friend started dating your worst ex. Would you be happy for them, or would you hold a motherfucking grudge? As always, this has been One Mic Stand. 
I'm Morgan. And I'm Emily. And we are so excited for next week. Y'all have no idea what's coming. See you next Tuesday, sons of fucking bitches. Stand. Stand.